Hello and welcome to the Chelsea News Podcast. This is going to be somewhat of a different video and today will be divided into sections or chapters where I'll kind of highlight some of the more important things about Chelsea under Potter as well as some differences from them previously under Tuchel and really just talk about everything to do with Chelsea Football Club right now. I'm your host Jack and this is the Chelsea News Podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the first chapter, Thomas Tuchel's sacking. First of all, let's have a look at where Chelsea were before Tuchel had come into the club. Deep into the season, they sat in ninth place under Lampard and looked to be out of the Champions League in their tie against Atletico Madrid. Q Thomas Tuchel taking the reins. He had an almost instant effect on the team and took them all the way to fourth in the Premier League and to a Champions League title in his first year at the club, which earned him a contract extension under their owner, Roman Abramovich. He was a success on the pitch in terms of the results and in terms of the rapport he built with the fans. He came off amazingly in terms of the way that he conducted himself and in truth he had an amazing connection with the Chelsea fans which helped him in future I think partially made everyone slightly sadder that he's gone now. The next season he remained with Chelsea despite rumours linking him away from the club and to all of the biggest teams in the world. It was really unlucky that year that his marquee signing and the signing that Roman Abramovich gave him didn't want to be associated with the club any longer and wanted a return to former club Inter Milan as soon as possible which is ultimately granted to him the following season. Thomas Tuchel had pushed all summer for the signing of wonderkid Erling Haaland and everyone can see now that that would have been a game-changing signing for the Blues should Thomas Tuchel have been trusted to pull the trigger on that signing and not instead of being given a signing made by the higher-ups in the club with no respect for actual footballing ability or desire to be there or indeed even how it actually fit in with the style at Chelsea. Romelu Lukaku was all wrong for the Blues. He was misprofiled by anyone and everyone when he came into Chelsea and therefore the club as a whole didn't really play to his strengths. Chelsea needed a player to just hit the long balls into, just Sterling Haaland plays, and really, if you look at that season as a whole, that was how Chelsea were trying to play with him there, and when we had Kai Havertz up front, it was more of we were trying to play, and we were almost effectively playing how Romelu Lukaku wanted to, but whenever he stepped foot onto the pitch, we automatically switched our style back to uh, how we were playing previously with him and that became a bit of a problem for Chelsea. Everyone saw Romelu Lukaku as the big man up top to just finish chances. Somewhat what Aubameyang kind of is doing now at the club, or what Erling Haaland was doing or is doing at Manchester City now and what he was doing at Dortmund. However, should Abramovich have looked at him closely, he would have realised that Lukaku is more of a link-up striker and is usually made to like facilitate other strikers and play them in behind, as he did and continues to do now in Inter Milan. And for that reason he failed, pretty much down to mismanagement and through the board not trusting Tuchel with his own signings. And ever since that, there's kind of, it's kind of a stick that people used to beat Thomas Tuchel with, as he did have the most expensive striker in Premier League history and still failed. But people seem to ignore everything that I've previously said and the fact that, in all truth, Chelsea would have been better off without signing Romelu Lukaku that season due to his negative influence upon the team. Another problem that hampered Chelsea last season was Ben Chilwell's injury struggles. He was out for most of last season with an injury that was devastating for Thomas Tuchel as Chilwell was an integral part of the team and was a player that started and played all of every game when fit. There was absolutely no depth in this position as we'd loaned out backup Emerson Palmieri previously and there was only an ageing and ultimately useless when it came to it, Marcus Alonso. And so we struggled on, hampered by this injury until later on in the year, until Chelsea's injury curse struck again. The other side's fullback, and probably the most important player in this system, due to his attacking prowess and defending skills, was Rhys James. He also sustained an injury that took him out for somewhere between one and two months, and this was utterly season-ending for Chelsea, 
who are looking to compete on all fronts and having two months without their starting fullbacks is never a good look for the club and in this time Chelsea began to drop out of the title race. Chelsea ended up struggling on through the season and ultimately finished in third place which is respectable placing for a team hampered by all of these issues and ultimately went out to eventual win winners Real Madrid in what was a surprise result after Chelsea looked to be all but through until the final minutes where Real Madrid made a surprising comeback which was very in line with lots of their performances throughout the year. Despite this, Chelsea looked amazing under Tuchel when playing at the Bernabeu. Bear in mind this was kind of with Ruben Loftus-Cheek being forced to play at right wing back with makeshift left wing back playing at the club. And Chelsea still beat Real Madrid away from home in the Champions League and ended up losing on aggregate which was an unfortunate ending for the club after Chelsea played so well and looked to have an amazing comeback from the first leg. And then we enter this season. Thomas Tuchel made it clear to the board that the team as a whole was in need of a rebuild. Two of Chelsea's starting centre-backs left the club, each on either side of El Clasico, on free transfers. And so Chelsea needed to fill a hole vacated by Antonio Rudiger and Andreas Christensen, and quickly. The team was in need of three top-quality defenders before the season started. And there was yet another problem. Jurgen had fired all of the recruitment staff that worked under Roman Abramovich, and so the task of recruitment was solely placed on Thomas Tuchel. I've said previously about Thomas Tuchel needing players that would fit his system and the board not listening to him, but this is the complete polar opposite of how it was under Roman Abramovich, with Tuchel having all of the say over transfers and there not being a scouting or recruitment team behind him. There was no scouting network or anything in place to identify which players would suit the team or anything of that ilk. That's absolutely unheard of at a football club, and Thomas Tuchel had to bring in players that he was familiar with. And so Tuchel pretty much had to look at players from across Europe, whom he thought might be able to play in his system, and kind of presented them to the board, and the board in itself, seeing as many of their board members had been sacked. The board didn't know how to negotiate, so Todd Bowley was on transfer deals, and ultimately lots of them went public, which ended up causing a massive kind of barrage of jokes being made about Chelsea and Chelsea being kind of the banter club over the summer after to after Thomas Tuchel's transfer targets, a bit of a tongue twister there, were all raided by Barcelona. And so as the club was trying to get these players in so they stayed competitive, over £200 million were spent bringing in the highest quality of player for Thomas Tuchel, including the likes of Wesley Fofana, Caldu Koulibaly, Marco Correa, Raheem Sterling and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. These all look really, really promising signings as they will fit nicely into this team and help Chelsea maintain their famous stance of having a mix of developed and developing young players to get the best out of the squad. They bring seniority at the club and their experience is invaluable and they all look set to enjoy a really fruitful time at the club under Thomas Tuchel in terms of trophies once they're all bedded in of course as they all looked to be able to set really nicely into this Thomas Tuchel system in terms of how he plays football. All of these signings look spot on in order to play his style of football. Results look to be coming in the future, but at the start of all of the trying to bed in these new stars, Thomas Tuchel's 100th game as Chelsea manager came, and he loses 1-0 to Dinamo Zagreb and is sacked. Much has been talked about this as to reasoning, but many believe that kind of behind this is the fact that Thomas Tuchel's relationship with the board being, being fractured and having all of this responsibilities recruitment kind of fractured the relationship with the board as he didn't want to be kind of 
responsible for everything in terms of the day-to-day -day running of the club because none of the new owners knew anything to do with football or day-to-day -day running and they'd sacked all of the staff behind him and so everything kind of became fractured behind behind closed doors at the club and there was obviously the high profile kind of fallout between Todd Bowley and Thomas Tuchel over uh, the board were wanting to sign Cristiano Ronaldo because they wanted to sell shirts and make it a statement signing and he was a big striker up top but I think at that stage that wouldn't have suited the style of football that Thomas Tuchel was looking to play and he'd already brought in Aubameyang at that stage and I think that just having two of them type of players wouldn't have worked. And so there was a disagreement there, which led to ultimately, should reports be believed, Thomas Tuchel's sacking. And regardless of any of the poor results that came at the start of the season, Chelsea were not out of any competitions. Chelsea had not fallen well behind the pack in the Premier League. Yes, we had a rocky start, but it was not the worst in the Premier League by any stretch of the imagination. And freak results do often happen in the Champions League. But the Chelsea fans loved having Tuchel at the helm because of the way that he conducted himself in interviews, and the way that they seemed to love the club, even in tough times. Here's the most important example of this of this love for the club and the reason why for many Chelsea fans Thomas Tuchel has a special plate in their heart. And this is something that I haven't as of yet mentioned, but during the club being sold to the Todd Bowley and Clear Lake Consortium, Thomas Tuchel stood by the club when he could have simply jumped ship. Wages weren't being paid, there was a level of uncertainty around the club while both it and Roman Abramovich had their assets frozen and he stood by the club even famously saying that he would drive a team bus if needed. And the fans loved him for this. In that time period, he genuinely could have gone to any club in world football, being the current Champions League holder, and genuinely his stock was very, very high, and he could have gone anywhere. There were rumours linking him to Manchester United, there were rumours linking him to Atletico Madrid, and yet he stayed firm at the club. And genuinely, should he have gone anywhere else, Nobody would have thought anything of it, and nobody could have begrudged him any move because of how uncertain Chelsea's future was at that time. But he stayed nevertheless out of pure love for the club and the trust that Chelsea would be okay. And that is why we should continue to treasure Thomas Tuchel. If you look at what he has won, he has won almost as many trophies as Jurgen Klopp has in like a fifth of the time as he, he took under 400 days as Chelsea boss and he's won three trophies at the club and Jurgen Klopp has won four major trophies at Liverpool. Does that not astound you? And It was one of the most unfair sackings of all time in all of world football ever. It's extremely sad to leave, see him leave in this fashion for all Chelsea fans and some even wanted the new ownership out after they'd sacked him but the ownership had a plan of who was to come next.